The reading comes from John chapter 11, verses 1 through 6 and 17 through 37. Now, a certain man was ill, Lazarus of Bethany, the village of Mary and her sister Martha. Mary was the one who anointed the Lord with perfume and wiped his feet with her hair. Her brother Lazarus was ill. So the sisters sent a message to Jesus, Lord, he whom you love is ill. But when Jesus heard it, he said, this illness does not lead to death. Rather, it is the glory, God's glory, so that the Son of God may be glorified through it. Accordingly, though Jesus loved Martha and her sister and Lazarus, after having heard that Lazarus was ill, he stayed two days longer in the place where he was. When Jesus arrived, he found that Lazarus had been, already been in the tomb four days. Now Bethany was near Jerusalem, some two miles away, and many of the Jews had come to Martha and Mary to console them about their brother. When Mary heard that Jesus was coming, she went and met him. While Mary stayed at home, Martha said to Jesus, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. But even now, I know that God will live, will give you whatever you asked of him, Jesus said to her. Your brother will rise again. Martha said to him, I know that he will rise again in the resurrection on the last day. Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. Those who believe in me, even though they die, will live, and everyone who lives and believes in me will never die. Do you believe this? She said to him, yes, Lord, I believe that you are the Messiah, the Son of God, the, the, the coming into that, the one, the Messiah, that the one coming into the world. When she had said this, she went back and called her sister Mary and told her privately, the teacher is here and is calling for you. And when she heard it, she got up quickly and went to him. Now Jesus had not yet come to the village, but was still at the place where Martha had met him. The Jews were with her in the house, consoling her, saw Mary get up quickly and go out. They followed her because they thought that she was going to be to the tomb to weep there. When Mary came where Jesus was and saw him, she knelt at his feet and said to him, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. When Jesus saw her weeping and the Jews who came with her also weeping, he was greatly disturbed in spirit and deeply moved. He said, where, where have you laid him? They said to him, Lord, come and see. Jesus began to weep. So the Jews said, see how he loved him? But some of them said, could not he who opened the eyes of the blind man have kept this man from dying? The word of God for the people of God. Let's pray. Holy God, sometimes we get so bound up in our own expectations of what is right and what is wrong that we forget that you have the power to unbind. Speak to our hearts anew about your faithfulness, power, and presence. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Two sisters, they send a message to their friend, Jesus, saying, 
your dear friend Lazarus, our dear brother, is sick. Now, Courtney's a doll and would not have added any tone, but I'm not a doll, and you know perfectly well I'm adding tone. <laughs> what they meant to say but did not say was, please come at once so he does not die. After all, you healed the man born blind, the woman who was sick for 12 years. You raised the young child up from death. You healed and delivered the man who was possessed by a demon. You fed 5,000 plus women and children. You walked on water. Surely you will come and heal your friend, our brother. So please make haste and do the same for Lazarus, whom you love. Now, maybe this is not exactly the message that Mary or Martha sent, but I think it would be the one I would write, possibly you as well. So as we hear the story of real people with real passions who wrestle with faith and hope, you and I sit on the balcony and look down at this scene playing out in front of us. But you know, Mary, Martha, and Lazarus do not have the balcony view. They are on the stage floor. These events are happening to them in real time. The story is engulfed with the theme unspoken, but the theme of wrestling. Wrestling with God. It's an important part of our ancient history that was passed down to us. After all, what was the name of the person who wrestled with God all night long? Jacob. When he started the wrestling, what was his name after he endured wrestling with God all night long and lived? Israel. Thank you. I knew you knew that. Israel, meaning wrestles with God. As Jesus walked to Bethany late, he knew the rage and pain that he was walking into. Not only the painful disappointment of his dear friends in Bethany, Martha, Mary, and obviously Lazarus, but the rage of the religious leaders who were there plotting Jesus' imprisonment and death. Jesus entered Bethany late, knowing the chain of events that would unfold, but not willing to share them. Jesus, marked by compassion, did not show up for Lazarus. Jesus, known for his love and his delight in mercy, did not show up. Jesus was and is unafraid of your and their disappointment. I will say that a couple more times, so I'm not going to repeat it here, but keep it in mind. Mary and Martha, along with their family and their friends, are assembled in grief, supporting the family after Lazarus's passing. Probably, my guess is, everybody knew the message to Jesus went out. 
No one on this stage floor of Mary, Martha, and family know what's going to happen next. They are in deep grief. Resurrection is not on their minds. Here again, we are on the balcony view. These folk on the stage floor have not experienced Jesus's resurrection, so they have nothing to hang their hat on. We cannot find fault. I don't even think you're inclined to find fault, since the only person I'm suggesting might be at fault here is our God. But I'll do that carefully. So from this balcony view, familiar as the story is, we too must enter into their experience of grief. Because you're going to watch them walk through it. And this then becomes a reminder to you when you walk through grief, how you too may, because of the story, this stage floor, that you too may look for something you cannot see because it's what happens to them. The story is, in my opinion, not about Lazarus coming out of the tomb. The story is about base honesty with God. Martha and Mary have this base disappointment with Jesus and they are unafraid to speak it. There, I think, is our point for our faith journey. They, these two sisters, are unafraid of railing against and at God. Each sister took her own time, pounding her fists against Jesus' chest or at his feet. If you had just been here, now, during grief, this kind of anger is just natural and normal. In fact, it's helpful. Get it out. Say it. Now, what we do with our grief determines how quickly we can embrace healing, forgiving circumstances beyond our control. So if you look at Martha and Mary, ask yourself, they cried, they railed, they wailed, they deserved to do this. Did they change from rage to faith and acceptance? Of course, they kind of sort of got the ending they were hoping for. It's harder to make that change when we do not get the ending we are hoping for. But that, too, is part of the story. They were hoping Jesus would come before Lazarus died. Well, that didn't happen. So, at Jesus' delay, I can just imagine what the community supporting Martha and Mary, the two sisters in their home, what they were saying about Jesus. Where could he be? Why did he not come? How could Jesus abandon his friends? What kind of leader is he? They wouldn't do that. Mary and Martha... Probably they must have sat at their brother's bedside with him, watching him grow weaker and weaker, praying moment by moment, but still they patiently or impatiently waited for Jesus. Who did not come? Why? Everyone is disappointed. This was not how 
anyone wanted to see their prayers answered. Disappointment is real, and every wrestling with God that you have and you will have, every wrestling with the church that you have had and will have, are all painful situations. What will you do with them? Resent or change? Wrestling with God is exacerbated by our being taught that you are not allowed to be disappointed with God. And I'm naming that in the hope and prayer that I could change your mind. You are allowed to be disappointed with God. You have permission to wrestle with God, to talk back. And if you don't think you have permission, just read the Psalms. As I tell you over and over again, there are 150 of them, and half of them are mad at God. Read it. Listen to their giving you permission to be Martha or Mary. But, as you read the Psalms, as you listen to Martha and Mary, hear the but. But I will give thanks. Please know smiles are optional, not required. But I will give thanks. But I will give thanks. I don't care how you say it. That is part of Mary and Martha's story, part of the Psalms. Martha, now it's time for Mary to come to Jesus, she falls on her feet from grief, from honor, I don't care, both. Maybe she railed against Jesus just like Martha did, but they both say the same thing. If you had come when we asked you to come, we wouldn't be in this situation. But again, remember, they're on the stage floor. We are on the balcony view. We know what's going to happen. They do not. Wrestling with God, wrestling with each other, we do it, is not wrong. What's wrong is to stay there. Mary and Martha were honest, exposed. They let God know. And they were unafraid to say so and give us permission to do the same. You are the church. So keep wrestling. Wrestle with justice. Wrestle with mercy. Wrestle with forgiveness. That's actually the hardest one. Wrestle with kindness. And wrestle with advocacy as you actively support your mission. Does it get hard? It does. Have any regrets? Ask Mary and Martha. They did not stop because of their own disappointment. Their faces may have been contorted with suffering, tears, but their conviction, even their clenched teeth, never moved them away from God, only toward God. Let's go back to Martha really quickly. When Jesus gave that wonderful line, I am the resurrection and life, Mary probably thought, yeah, I know that one. She did not want to dwell on theology or what's going to happen in the future. She was so in the moment. She just wanted her brother 
back. But, as she says, I do give thanks for the power of God. What Mary had no way of knowing, and you and I do, because we have the scriptures all right in front of us, her story is so similar to the woman at the well, the woman in Samaria, because both of these women were disappointed and had grief. Both of these women received one of Jesus's I am statements. I am the living water. I am resurrection and life. Neither of them comprehended the depth of what Jesus was giving them. And you know, we're the same way. Half the time it's in retrospect that we finally see the hand of God was helping us along. But I think it's more important not to think of the woman at the well and as Martha, what enlightened them, but that when we read these scriptures, we see God's enlightening and digest the power of God present with us. Present when Jesus weeps. So when you are in grief, when you are in disappointment, please know your God will weep with you and not be unempowered by weeping with you. Your God knows your pain. Your God helps you to stand back up and to continue going forward. Martha did not want to go to Lazarus' tomb, to the physicality of death, odor, and loss. Yet Jesus said, let's, let's just go there. This story comes in Lent because this is a time when we wrestle with God, our own disappointment in God, our disappointment in church, our disappointments in other things, and know and learn that God does not abandon us in our disappointment. Jesus knows. He knew here in this story you and I know what's going to happen next. We know about the miracle of Lazarus. But if we sit, sit as long as I've asked you to sit before verse, verses 39 forward, sit with the fact that God is with you in your disappointment, I think that is going to help church grow. Even though we have zero evidence, Mary, Martha had zero evidence, certainly Lazarus had zero evidence. But like Martha and Mary, we are invited to give grief the space it deserves. Like Martha, we may wish to escape the present grief. I know I would. By looking far ahead or looking to the past not dealing with the present because it hurts right here. Like Martha, we are invited to find hope even in grief. Hope even now, as Martha claims. Life even in death, as Jesus promises. And then, Lazarus, Come forth. He stands up. But who will release him? 
release Lazarus from what binds him? You. Jesus said to the community standing, gawking at Lazarus, standing there completely bound in grave clothes, go, unbind him. That is for you. Go now and unbind. Cause resurrection and life to happen. Amen.